Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and today we hit the halfway point of Season 9 of South Park. Unbelievable. We're already at the halfway point of Season 9 of South Park. Um, a couple of things I want to say before we get into this week's episode. Unfortunately... Or at least, well, for the as it is recording, I should say, uh, the South Park website that I usually get my info for, you know, where this idea for the episode came to be, is not working when I'm recording. So, unfortunately, we're not gonna get this week anyway. Um, the 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 fun part of the show where you guys learn where the ideas of the episode came from which is a little bit sad because that's usually my favorite part of the show leading into imdb so we're not going to be able to do that this week um another thing is i have special effects this week yes i have special effects because at some point you're going to hear this Every time you hear the bell ring, that means something is going on with Jimmy. So, uh, this week, like I said, is the halfway point to Season 9 of South Park. And after a little bit of a weak beginning to the season, uh, they've gotten better and better, I'm not gonna lie. Will we end the first half of Season 9 on a good note. Have to wait and see. So let's get into this week's episode, which is Erection Day. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on April 20th, 2005. So we begin the episode at the school where Mr. Mackey is doing a counseling group with the fourth grade kids. And one of the things that he does in this particular session is he brings in a box of questions. And I'm sure a lot of us have, um, have done this where we've written, you know, questions anonymously and put them in and, you know, hope to be discussed. Uh, well, it doesn't go quite as plain because every time Mr. Mackey opens a note, it says, Mr. Mackey's gay. Mr. Mackey is gay. My father abuses me. Mr. Mackey's gay. So it keeps going and going. And then they bring up uh, one where, uh, and again, these are anonymous, where the person in question, well, he's got a funny feeling inside his pants and not sure what to do about it. So... You know, they talk about it briefly, and then Mr. Mackey talks, or wants to talk about drugs that are bad. Drugs are bad. So he then asks Jimmy if he would come up and list a couple. And he says that he can't. And Mr. Mackey's like, okay, well, why can't you do it? So Jimmy has Mr. Mackey come over and he whispers the the problem that he has. 
So Mr. Maggie's like, hmm, okay. Uh, Eric, why, why don't you come up and do the list? And Carvin, who, and I, and I gotta agree with Carvin on this. He's got every right. He's like, no, wait a minute. Why do I have to come up and do this? And I love Mr. Mackey's reply. He's like, um, well, see, Jimmy's uh, pitching a tent. I, I actually don't remember hearing that the very first time when it aired like 15 years ago, but apparently that's a thing. So... We go out of the out of the classroom into the hallway where we find out that the talent show is coming around the corner. And the winner wins a $100 gift card to some store at South Park. So the boys are like, oh, well, Jimmy's gonna win for sure. His comedy acts are fabulous. They're fantastic. So Jimmy starts talking to them. And then there we go. So he has his uh, problem, and he has to get out of there. So later, um, he has a talk with his parents. And his parents have learned that Jimmy is having pro- erection problems. Let's just, let's just say it like it is. This, this show is always getting the explicit you know, tags, so why not? So, you know, he's getting a hard-on, and they got a sort of a motivational teacher kind of coach to help get through this. And let's just say the guy isn't really that good, because it's like every time he's talking to him, he's like, Hey, you know, we're gonna he- I'm going to help you get through this, and, you know, we're going to make this work, and you're going to take your shirt off. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. That ain't happening. So he keeps doing this, and he's like, fine, why don't you do it your own little way? So the, the, the motivational speaker really didn't work. And that night, Jimmy, well, Jimmy's having a hard time sleeping. So in his dream, he is in the talent show, and he is performing his act when all of a sudden... It rings again, but it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, he's scared to death, so he wakes up from this nightmare. So, I'm going to play this clip. And it's going to lead to, well, let's just say, Jimmy could have picked better people to help him with his problem, to say the least. But, at least this person tries to help. Let's go to the clip. Oh, butters, you mean well. So, 
at the school, uh, Jimmy goes up to a girl, and he's like, can I stick my penis in your vagina? And she gets freaked out. Okay, so obviously right away, folks, that is not not the way to ask to get laid. So then Jimmy goes to someone who, in this kind of a thing, is probably on a lower scale of asking for advice than Butters, and that would be Cartman. So Jimmy says to him, Cartman, I need help. Have you been laid before? And Carvin's like, yeah, I've been laid plenty of times. I've been laid like 5,000 times. Oh, Cartman, how we all love you. We know you don't get the idea of being laid. But anyway, so Jimmy convinces Cartman to help him get rid of his problem. So Jimmy asks this girl to go on a date with him. And, uh... What was her? I don't remember her name. Oh, uh, Shauna. Shauna's her name. So, he asks Shauna to go out for dinner, and they do. So, Jimmy, this is how Jimmy is dressed up. And he looks, let me tell you how he looks like. He looks like Howard Cosell from the 1970s doing commentary on Monday Night Football. If you've ever seen a video of Howard Cosell, Howard Cosell would be in this in this yellow blazer. He'd have like these headphones over his head, and then he'd have like a microphone. It's like a microphone necklace, but he'd also have like a Cuban cigar in his hand, smoking. Look at O.J. Simpson move. He is going for a 25-yard run. The defense could not get Ortho James Simpson. Just like the police won't get him in 20 years. I'm just kidding. So, that's how uh, Jimmy is dressed. So, they're on this date. They're at an Italian restaurant. And, you know, Carmen is giving Jimmy words, you know, to say. And, you know, Carmen is eating as well. Because, well, it's Carmen. Um, so, then Butter, or uh, Jimmy... Messes up again by asking Shauna to let him put his penis in her vagina. And she leaves. And this whole thing has gone awry. So, now we are at the talent show. We're at the talent show. And uh, Mrs. Garrison happens to be our host. Um, I'm going to be talking about my talent show memories a little bit later on. So, you're going to want to stick around for that. So... Mrs. Garrison says, you know, welcome to the talent show, blah, blah, blah. And nobody wants to be here. So she's like, parents, the the less you talk, the quicker we could go through this, okay? So after saying that, we have our first uh, talent show participant. And uh, this young man's going to play the saxophone for us. So let's take a listen. Come sax I've heard flies sing better than that. So, Jimmy, he is outside the school, and he's crying, and we see Officer Barbrady come to check on him. 
And, you know, Officer Pearl Brady's like, you know, what are you doing here? It's the talent show. This is your thing. Stand-up comedy. This is what you love to do. So Jimmy explains to Officer Pearl Brady that he's having erection problems and he can't get rid of it. And he doesn't know how to and he's afraid and all that. So Officer Pearl Brady tells uh, Jimmy, and honestly, I really wouldn't recommend anybody doing this, to go down to the worst part of town, find a hooker, and have sex with her. Yes, that is what he is told to do. So, he goes downtown, well not downtown, but he goes to the red light district, and he finds this woman, and her name happens to be Nut Gobbler, and she's an overweight woman dressed as a nurse. So she's like, well, you got money? You're going to, you know, pay me? You know, and it's like, yeah, why don't we go out? Well, you think, okay, well, Jimmy's going to do it. This is going to happen. Instead, Jimmy takes her to the Italian restaurant. <laughs> and the, the waiter's like, oh, you got another woman. I, I know it's Italian, but I had French for a moment. Um, and Jimmy's like, no, man, quiet, you know, don't, don't blow this for me. So as they're having a conversation, here comes Nut Gobbler's pimp. So Nut Gobbler's pimp is upset because she, he thinks she has gone to another pimp, which is obviously not the case here. And Jimmy is like, I paid for her. Why don't you, you know, <laughs> let me just do her. He won't let her. And he drags Nut Gobbler by the hair and takes her away. So we go back to the school and we have this wonderful performance. Stay. Lying beside you, here in the dark, feeling your heart beat and mine. When I find you, Sorry, I had to, I had to get my little journey in there. So, uh, Jimmy catches a taxi, and it becomes Grand Theft Auto, as Jimmy in the taxi cab chases the pimp with Nut Gobbler. So, Jimmy gives her her crutch to try to get over into the taxi, but it's not working very well. Meanwhile, we have another magnificent performance. Talent show. Oh no, 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 no. I'll never be in your faggy talent show. Okay, that was the goth kids with talent shows are for fags. That was killer. We showed them. Yeah, I hope we win. Well, I don't think they're going to win because there's two acts that are better than that one. So, uh, we're still having this Grand Theft Auto tribute chase uh, with Jimmy the Pimp and Nut Gobbler. And. A motorcyclist drives by, and he ends up getting caught in between Nut Gobbler's legs. Yeah, take it for what it's worth. So, 
Jimmy ends up getting shot, and the pimp takes Nut Gobbler in the car, and also takes the motorcyclist with her. I don't think she meant to, it just happened. So Jimmy then decides to jump out of the taxi cab, and is on top of the hood of the pimp. And he, and I like this joke, I thought this was a good little joke. He asks the taxi driver, how much do I owe you? And it ends up going for $6.24, and he keeps some change, how about that? So, eventually, the pimp stops the car, Jimmy flies off the hood, and lands into some trash. And the pimp, at this point, is about ready to kill this woman. So he takes her up the steps, and, you know, he's about to do her in. When, all of a sudden, well, actually, before that, we have this act. To follow. Actually, we got a couple acts to follow. Ta-da! Okay, very nice, Clark and Laura. Very nice. That was the magic show Our act. Our next act is Butters, who will be singing a song. There's our boy. I like that. It, it is short and sweet. So, um, as, as, you know, Jimmy is trying to get up there to save Nut Gobbler. Yep, he has another one of those. I, I hope I'm really not damaging your ears. If I am, I apologize. But then, we get a talent show act that I'm sure if this happened today, probably would not be allowed in any talent show. Let's go to the clip. Who will be doing select readings from the movie Scarface? Do you know what you are? You're a bunch of fucking cockroaches. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can punch your fucking fingers and say, That's the bad guy. So say goodnight to the bad guy. That's my little boy. I love the reaction of the Proflovskis. It's like, What the hell is going on here? So. Now we're back on the roof, and the pimp's about ready to kill Nut Gobbler, but Jimmy makes it back up, and he gets to the roof. So, he distracts the pimp with his comedy shtick. And while he's doing this, Nut Gobbler grabs, I don't know, it looked like a club or a pipe or something, and wallops the pimp in the back of the head, knocking him out. And this gets to a very good scene because Nut Gobbler is like, wow, you really do care for me. And Jimmy's like, no, you're a, you're a, a hoe. I paid for you. And, you know, she takes her coat off and she's like, take me to the bed. And then... <laughs> Uh, he carries her, which is an amazing feat of strength by Jimmy, considering his disability, as we have Up Where We Belong by Joe Cogger and Jennifer Warren's uh, plays. And the only thing I kept thinking to myself was, I love you, Peter. I love you, Lou Gossett Jr. Yes, I was thinking about Family Guy. Remember that scene? That was a pretty good scene. Um, 
so anyway, I wanted to talk about this song um, real quick because this song's been used many, many times. Um, this song was a big hit. It was obviously used for the movie An Officer and a Gentleman with uh, Richard Gere and Lou Gossett Jr., who actually would win an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in his role in the movie. The song had a lot of success in especially award season, uh, and ended up winning the Golden Globe for Best Original Song, won the Grammy for Best Pop Performance by a duo or group with vocals, and then it really hit the trifecta as it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. And one of the things I like to do with this, with a kind of category like this, is look up the other nominees for that year. And what you're going to find here is there's only one other big song that it's up against that year, considering the other songs that are nominated. So the other big song that's nominated this particular year is Eye of the Tiger from Rocky III. The other songs that are nominated this particular year for this Academy Award include How Do You Keep the Music Playing from the movie Best Friends, It Might Be You from Tootsie, and If We Were in Love from Yes, Yes, Giorgio. So this pretty much, I don't know, if, if, if this song had not won, I think Eye of the Tiger probably would have won. But what's interesting about this, and especially the 80s, the 80s I think have the Best decade of best original song. I, I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make an argument here, okay? Because if you look at the winners, the winners are some of the most memorable songs you could probably ever think of in your life. So, 1980, fame. The theme, you know, the theme for fame. Fame. I'm gonna live forever. There's that. 1981 is. The Best That You Could Do from Arthur, uh, Christopher Cross sings the song. After Up Where We Belong, uh, 1983, it's Flashdance, What a Feeling, which is a very good song. It also has Maniac. Both of those get nominated. And then you hit the jackpot. 1984 is the jackpot to me. The winner for that, for Best Original Song, is I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder. Listen to the other nominees it is up against that year. Against All Odds from Against All Odds, Phil Collins. Footloose, you know, Kenny Loggins, the title track. Let's Hear It for the Boy and Ghostbusters. You find me a better year than 1984's Academy Awards, the 57th Academy Awards, to find me a better year for Best Original Songs. So to wrap it up, uh, 1985, or the uh, 58th Academy Awards, the winner was Say You, Say Me by Lionel Richie. 1986, Take My Breath Away by uh, Berlin, which also has some good songs in here somewhere out there. Glory of Love, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, Life in a Looking Glass. 87 is I've Had the Time of My Life. also that year has Shakedown from Bob Seger. Nothing's going to stop us now from Mannequin. Yes, Mannequin was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, 88 is probably the lone year where you could be, okay, it's not 
that good. Uh, Let the River Run, Carly Simon uh, was the song there. And in 1989, Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid, uh, which also had Kiss the Girl from the movie as well. But man, the 80s had such a great decade. (laughs) What a great decade for Best Original Songs at the Academy Awards. But yeah, Up Where We Belong, you know, that's been done so many times or been played so many times. It is a really good song. It really, really is. Okay, so now after Timmy ha- or Jimmy has taken Nut Gobbler into the hotel room, we're going to go to what I think is the winning act of the South Park talent show. Here is Ike. gets shot out of a cannon folks he gets shot out of a cannon that wins <laughs> that's my argument he gets shot out of a cannon come on um so now all the acts have performed and they're going to tally up the results to see what the judges hated the least when all of a sudden here comes jimmy jimmy comes and he's going to perform his comedy act he starts to do it, and then, yep, happens again. And that is the episode Erection Day, the first half season finale of South Park. Um, finishing up the first half of season nine of South Park. Uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, don't. I can't, for this week, get into the, uh, why this episode came to be. Maybe I'll mention it in next week's show once the site is working again. So, I'm going to get into what I thought of the episode overall, and then I'm going to tell you my talent show experience, because I have had talent show experience. I, I feel it has a slow beginning. This has a, a slow beginning... And in a weird way, it makes you feel a little uncomfortable at first. So, you have that, but towards the middle, and then especially once Jimmy goes into the red light district and meets up with Nut Gobbler, it picks up a little bit, and then the talent show acts, look, it's kids, it's meant what it's supposed to be. Um, I like the talent show bits, actually. I thought that was good. Um, and then Jimmy apparently loses his virginity in the fourth grade. So, yeah. Um, this, as much as there was some good stuff in it, and there was, it's not that good of an episode. I'm gonna give this a six out of ten. I mean, it, it might be the worst episode of the season uh but like i mean there are some stuff that i do like about it but there's so much in the first really the first half of it where i just didn't like it to be honest so i'm gonna 
give this a 6 out of 10. I think this is, as of right now, the worst episode of Season 9. Have to see how it goes in the second half. Um, so, talent show. I have done talent shows in the past. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, there was a point at my school, Phillips, I did the talent show six years in a row. So, my first year, 1999, I did stand-up comedy, like Jimmy. So, I, I was a predecessor to Jimmy. I influenced Jimmy. No. Um, you know what it was? I, I was seventh grade, and it was just me, you know, reading jokes off a piece of paper, because I don't have a good memory of remembering lines and stuff, so I just did that, did a couple impressions... And that was it. That, that was my first one. The thing that I remember about it after was there was a teacher. Because our school was like middle school and high school. And this teacher, I don't remember her name. She seemed nice. She meant well. But she kept asking me all the freaking time for a new joke. And I was like, I don't have a joke. And it was like, I had to lie for like two years before, you know, I had a new joke. And I was, it was just like, oh my God, why are you doing this to me? I, you know, it was one of the, sort of peer pressure, but not, I don't know. Uh, second year, I co-hosted the talent show, which was fun because, you know, I just stood in front of a podium, spoke on a mic, blah, blah, blah. Then I went into high school. My freshman year, I did a shortened version of Who's On First with uh, another person. And this was my least favorite, not because of who I was with. It was never, you know, who I was with. It was, I just didn't think it was that good. I know a friend of mine told me, like, oh, it was funny. And I'm like, it, it, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Uh, sophomore year, did hosting duties again. Junior year, honestly, I was going to take that year off. I really was. And then some teacher convinced me to be a part of like their fashion show. So I ended up being a fashion model. And uh, no, I did not get recruited that day to become a full-time model. Thank God for that. <laughs> Uh, then my senior year. I think my senior year is the one that I had the most memory with because I was in a down point in my life. Um, my One of my uncles, because I have like 50,000 uncles, but one of my uncles passed away that September and he and my dad were like BFFs. So, originally, the song I was going to sing was Thunderbird by Quiet Riot. If you've, if you've never heard the song, I actually recommend it. It's a very good song. So, I've been practicing for a while. Been practicing, been practicing. And, like, the talent show got pushed back, like, a couple months. And, you know, I was, like, up and down, up and down, up and down. And I was like, I'm not singing this song. Then I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what song am I going to sing? 
I was thinking of either singing Metallica's Fade to Black or Johnny Cash's Hurt. So I, at the time, was like, I'm going to sing Johnny Cash's Hurt because that was a big song. It still is a big song at this time, in 03, 04. And then I had a talk with my mom and we looked at the lyrics and it's like, ooh, probably shouldn't sing that song. So then we had to come up with a new song. So I've already gone through like three songs that I... Oh, by the way, if you're curious, the Metallica song I was I wanted to sing was Fade to Black from the Riding the Lightning album. So then I go through some songs and I get to the next to the last one. And I play ACDC. And the song is Can I Sit Next to You, Girl? Which is off the High Voltage album. And my mom's like, that's perfect you know this is what this is the song and i'm like okay yeah i I could do this so i practice the song at home practice the song at school and then we get to a couple of dress rehearsals the first time i did it is when the person i was doing this heard the new song i didn't find out till like a couple days later that I almost got kicked off the show. <laughs> she was like, "No, I'm not doing. I'm not letting this." Look. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'm I'm not. Forgive me if I sound terrible. All the songs that they would do every year is either R and B or rap, and it's like the bad R and B, not the good R and B from like the '90s and the '80s. It's like. 0304 R&B and the rap some of the rap wasn't good and it's like I almost got kicked off the show the song all the performance almost never happened because this teacher didn't want this to go but uh, a fellow senior of mine she's like well we have a lot of R&B stuff we got a lot of rap we should mix it up so she convinced the 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 talent show coordinator for me to go through and Sharita, I know you're not listening to this, but if you are, thank you for changing that woman's mind. Because if I did not do that song, I just would have lost. I really would have. So, the day of the show, I dress up like Angus Young of ACDC, and. I have my toy guitar that I've had since I was like six. So I'm like, okay, I got the guitar, you know, I got, I got the outfit. So, you know, the song starts, the crowd's a little quiet, and I start to get them riled up, you know, eventually. I sing the song, and then I go off the stage. It's a makeshift stage. And I do like my guitar solo through the aisle. And honestly, like the jump from the stage to the floor was like two feet it really wasn't that much so i perform and then this is the part that i got i didn't get ridiculed but i was like this was planned i'm telling you this was not planned we had a couple of the girls go on stage sit in chairs i had no idea this was happening so i just went went along with it sang the rest of the song which was pretty much the chorus and that was it and that performance was so remembered that it got mentioned at my graduation and we still have the video of it i don't plan on putting it up on youtube anytime soon but yeah that was my experience with the talent show the last act now that i'm thinking about it 
is probably my favorite act that I did. The last act. Okay, so now that I've talked about my talent show experiences, let's get to IMDB and let's see what those wonderful, talented people thought of this episode. Over 1,700 people uh, rated this episode. The average rating is a 7.6. Interesting. Um, 233 people gave it a 10. 200, pardon me, 206 people gave it a 9. 155 people gave it a 6. That's going to be the grade that I give it for this week. And 35 people gave this a 1. So this one, it's sort of liked, but not really liked. Over 1,200 males uh, rated this episode. The average rating is a 7.6. Its highest demographic is actually between the 18 to 29 range and the 45 and over, both with a 7.7. Meanwhile, for females, the average rating is a 7.5, where the 45 and over crowd like this episode a little bit more. They have an average rating of a 7.9. Okay, so... There are a couple of reviews, and let's take a look at the reviews. I'm going to start with Rain Dog Jr. today, who wrote, Until now, I have not seen a just decent episode from Season 9, and certainly Erection Day is hilarious. Growing up, the first erections... Wait a minute, is this everything? Oh. Um, okay, uh, where am I at? Growing up, the first erections, Jimmy is ashamed, he has questions, and he will have some advisors. Certainly, this is a Jimmy episode, but with four mo with like four moments, Butters almost steals the show. First, we see Butters in the bathroom, the favorite scene of Parker. Later, we see him preparing his act for the South Park Elementary Talent Show. He will perform that song that he always sings, and when he finally is at the stage of the talent show, we see another hilarious moment since he forgot the lyrics. And he went himself. Poor Butters again. Poor, poor Butters. The other great moment of Butters shows him as one of the advisors of Jimmy. We see a mature Butters. And after this little talk, Jimmy, who is afraid of having an erection during his act at the talent show, now knows that when a man's penis becomes hard, the man puts it into a lady, into her vagina. The man's penis stops being hard and the man loses interest in the lady. Words of Butters. Then, Jimmy delivers lots of fun, he's extremely direct with the girls, and because of that, he will have another advisor. Now, Cartman, who is a damn expert, he has been laid like 5,000 times, will help Jimmy with his date at an Italian restaurant. My name is Roma, and also, Cartman has a cool appearance at the talent show. And meanwhile, the teachers and parents enjoy the talent show, oh, well, loosely, Officer Barbrady was a new advisor for Jimmy. The extremely clever Officer Barbrady will send Jimmy to Colfax Point, and soon Jimmy will be seen as a pimp. Uh, really, really funny stuff. And then for some reason it gets cut off. I don't know. It just got cut off in the middle. Uh, the other e or the other uh, review is from Gangsta Hippie, who wrote. Jimmy starts getting unwanted erections and has to find a way to stop it before the school talent show. Butters tells him he needs to have sex with a girl to stop it. He tries to date one of the girls at school, but they reject his sex offer. offer. Officer Barbrady tells him to get a prostitute before realizing what he has done. Jimmy gets one, however. A pimp comes and tries to kill the prostitute, so Jimmy has to save her. 
The episode has some hilarious moments and also references to such films as Scarface and Officer and a Gentleman. It's overall a fairly good episode. All right. You know, I, I was thinking real quick before we wrap it up. Because um, my mom, she worked at a school, a different school. And I had asked her once about their talent shows. And she's like, no, you really, you, your performances would have never happened. She worked at a Catholic school. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. All right, well, that's going to do it. Uh, the first half of Season 9 is in the books. Can you believe it? That only means one thing. Go start second half of Season 9 next week. And going to start it with two days before the day after tomorrow. Obviously, that title is a take off the film, The Day After Tomorrow. Cannot wait to talk about that movie because, well... I'm just going to leave you on a cliffhanger. Follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97 and join our Facebook group, uh, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. If you can't find it, you know, after you type it in the search bar, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. Once again, next week's episode is two days before the day after tomorrow. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am Bill, and this has been... Uh, oh. Uh. Oh, bye. Bye. Gotta, gotta go. Bye. Bye.